It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. Why Justin Herbert is the QB you want in fantasy football this year and Christian Watson is someone to avoid. Plus, Aaron Rodgers will lead the Jets to a division title this year. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Training camp hype trains. Preseason game hype trains. It's almost time for your fantasy football drafts. So you need to know which hype trains you need to be on. So our new host of Locked On Fantasy Football, Michelle Majuk, is here to talk about the players you should be grabbing, the players you should be fading, everything to get you ready for your draft. Michelle, let's start with some of the players that you think are really good values right now as we head into draft season, baby. Yeah, my first one, I'll start with a quarterback. It's Justin Herbert, right? So there's the top three quarterbacks. There's Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen. But I think Justin Herbert is going to perform just like those guys this year, except you can get him three rounds later in your drafts. So I know a lot of people have that stink on them from how much he Herbert hurt them last season in fantasy. Listen, I'm one of them, right? And I said, I'm swearing off Herbert. He's not going to be on my team. And then I, I got over it during the offseason. His touchdown percentage was so low last year. It went down from 5.7 in his first two seasons all the way down to 3.6. That's not going to keep up. Austin Eckler has just been stealing all the touchdowns. And it would be incredible for him to go on another run of scoring 15-plus touchdowns next season. I also think Kellen Moore being there as a new OC is going to open up everything. The air yards are going to be better. He's going to have his healthy weapons with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I've been predicting Justin Herbert 50 passing touchdowns this year which would be pretty insane because not many quarterbacks have done it. Uh, do you have an instant reaction on that one? I, I love it. I, 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 the thing about Justin Herbert is I don't think you're going to be mad cheering for that guy every week. And that's the thing. And I, I luckily had him two years ago when he was like making that ascension and not last year when he was disappointing. So I feel, I feel good about that. What is your, what is your position on drafting quarterbacks though? Because right now, you know, there, I think there are actually competing schools of thought now on when you should be taking quarterbacks. It used to be fade them, wait until the later rounds. And now you're hearing people go, actually, if you can get one of those top and the number changes every year, right? Three, four, five guys, you can do it early. Where are you on that? Yeah. So I, I don't want to take one of the top three guys because I'm not spending a second or third round pick on a quarterback, but when you get into those fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, that's where I really like to play the board, right? So if I'm sitting in that position, I'm not in love with any of the running backs or wide receivers there. I think that's a perfect time to take your Justin Fields or take your Justin Herbert. If there is a guy I absolutely love, then I'll pass on them and maybe wait the next year, Dak Prescott is a guy I really like as well. So maybe when I hit the seventh, eighth round, that's when I run into that situation where I don't really love anyone on the board. That's kind of how I like to play it there with the quarterbacks. 
where are you finding value this year at the skill positions? So there's actually a lot of good value at running backs this year, which is not mm. usual, right? No. They normally go so early, but there's, there's two guys I really want to point out here. One is Khalil Herbert. He's going in the ninth round, which maybe after the preseason opener, when he ripped off a 56 yard <laughs> receiving touchdown, maybe that price will drive up a bit, but it could drive up quite a lot. And I would still like him. I think the biggest issue with him this entire off season has just been is he the Bears starter? Because we know that the Bears are one of the best rushing offenses in the league, and they're still going to be with Justin Fields there. And we know that Khalil Herbert has been nothing but fantastic anytime he's on the field. He's one of just six running backs to average over five yards per carry since entering the league in 2021. And he's averaged uh, 18.4 fantasy points per game anytime he's had 12-plus carries. So like, wow. when he's on the field, he's really good. And the whole question was, well, he, is he going to be the starter? I think that was answered in the first preseason game. He played every snap the starters played, and then he came out with the starters, uh, which is great to see. So I'm drafting him in every single league. And then Alexander Madison, I've been like pounding the tables for this man. He's the Vikings running back, taking over Dalvin Cook's job now that yep. he's gone. I thought his draft price was going to rise incredibly fast when Cook is gone. It's still sitting there in the sixth round, and I can't understand it. So he hasn't had many chances to be the starter, but over his last five starts when Delvin Cook missed, he has averaged 130 scrimmage yards per game and over 23 fantasy points per game. And wow. the the competition behind him is nothing to be scared of. It's Ty Chandler, who looked good in the preseason, but he still he's a Second year player that was a fifth round draft pick had six carries last year. Dwayne McBride, seventh round pick. There's no competition. Maybe if they bring in Cream Hunt, I'll be a little bit worried. I know he visited them, but for now, he's a screaming value there at the running back position. Stay up to date all year on all things fantasy football by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Fantasy Football on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, you should be avoiding this year two receiver in your fantasy draft. Before we get to that, the Ravens are losing a key defensive back to injury. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on point spreads, player pop props, over-unders, and more. You can sign up, place a bet on the Eagles to win it all, and get paid for every win they accumulate in the regular season before the Super Bowl even happens. You can also jump in on some NFL division futures. The AFC West has the biggest gap in odds as the Chiefs are favored to win the division for the millionth straight year. No, it's the eighth straight year. FanDuel has the Kansas City Chiefs at minus 180 to win it, while the Los Angeles Chargers come in with the second highest odds at 3-1. to one. You can also combine prop beds within a game to make a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Baltimore Ravens star cornerback Marlon Humphrey will have surgery on his foot, further depleting a position group that has been decimated during training camp. Head coach John Harbaugh does not believe Humphrey will miss significant time, but Harbaugh has seen most of his corners dealing with some kind of injury through camp. Notably, Rocky Sin, Baltimore's other starting corner, has been sidelined since August 3rd with a knee injury. Baltimore's top corners on the field Wednesday were Brandon Stevens, who had been playing safety at the start of training camp, and Kavon Seymour, who is on his fourth team in his six-year career. Well, the Ravens will face rookie quarterback in week one and week three. They face Joe Burrow in week two. You need your corners for that guy. Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Russell Gage will miss the 2023 NFL season. He was carted off the practice field with a serious knee injury on Wednesday. Gage's injury was non-contact sustained while he was backpedaling during seven-on-seven drills. He was emotional and in tears as he was leaving the field with teammates taking a knee around him. Unfortunately, injuries have plagued Gage's time with the Buccaneers. He was dealing with a hamstring strain all spring and early in training camp, but had been full practice for over a week. The 27-year-old took a pay cut this offseason to remain with the team. In baseball, the Cincinnati Reds look to get even with their in-state rival Cleveland Guardians. T.J. Friedel. What's up? This is Jeff Carr from the Lockdown Reds podcast. And T.J. Friedel has the catch of the year that then catapults the Reds into a big win over the Cleveland Guardians. Yes, the Reds did have two home runs in the fourth inning, two two-run home runs that really blew the doors off this game. They were able to play a little bit of add-on in this. The offense that was non-existent in the first game showed up in a big way in game two. Andrew Rabbit, not his best stuff, but he was just good enough. And the bullpen pitched pretty well. Overall though, it was TJ Friedel. This dude absolutely should never come off the field. He should never, there's no platoon splits I wanna hear about. There's nothing that should keep TJ Friedel off of the field for the Cincinnati Reds. We've got a lot to talk about, including a really weird rule that uh, went in the favor of the Reds early on in the game. Make sure you join us on the next Lockdown Reds. And the Angels looked for any signs of life against the Rangers. The Angels have been terrible since the trade deadline. They haven't hit, they haven't pitched, they've just looked awful. So doesn't it make sense that on Wednesday night they would almost no-hit the Texas Rangers? <laughs> hey everybody, it's Mike Frisch, one half of Locked On Angels. Angels win 2-0 on Wednesday night, and Reed Detmers took a no-hitter into the eighth inning. The, the same Reed Detmers that has a 10.30 ERA in his last six starts. The same Reed Detmers that only went about two innings in his last start. This guy went out there and he shoved, he pitched well, and it was so good to see. And the Angels backed him up with two home runs, one from Matt Theis in the ninth inning, which was an add-on run, to Shohei Otani's home run in the first inning, his 42nd of the year. This game was incredible, and there was one thing that it proves about the Angels, and John and I are going to talk about it on Locked On Angels. Come and join us. Here is another story you need to know. Let's turn the tables a little bit because there's always going to be guys where you're going, someone explain this to me. I do, I do not get the hype around this player. So who is 
who is the top of your, why exactly am I supposed to love this guy this year? Yeah, my top one has to be Christian Watson, and I'm really sorry. I know you're mm. a Packers fan, and I know you're not going to like this at all. I, this, I don't This is a understand. personal attack. If he was going later in the drafts, I would be down. But there was just that little period of time where he was good for fantasy. And the rest of the time, he did absolutely nothing. Majority of games, he had under five PPR points. And yeah. I'm not saying he can't break out this year, right? But there's a lot of second-year guys that can break out. There's George Pickens. There's Jahan Dotson. There's, uh, well, now, it was Traylon Burks, but now he just hurt his LCL. So we'll see what happens there. But, like, there's other guys you can pick later in the draft that have the same opportunity to break out as Christian Watson. And we don't know right now if Christian Watson is the top target in this offense. They have so many young guys yeah. that it could be Romeo. Dobbs. Guy might be Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's the one I would prefer to take because he's going so much later. And I think they have the same exact chance to break out. So that's one guy uh, I'm staying off of this year. Do you want to try to talk me into Christian Watson? I, look, I think that if you take him, you will not regret it because I do think he will make he will make one or two. He will have a couple, one or two games in the first six weeks where you'll go, I just won my week because he had eight catches for 180 yards and two touchdowns. Like he's just gonna. There are going to be some games where he does that, but I understand there is a lot of volatility, a lot of volatility there, and and that's not going to be for everybody. There are plenty of questions there. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and talk you out of it. Uh, what what about at the uh, the running back position? You said there was a lot of depth. There's there's someone you're going. Mm, I don't I don't want. I do not want this guy on my team. Okay, so hear me out because people got mad at me. I just posted an article on NFL.com saying I think Austin Eckler is one of the riskiest picks this year, and it's because he's mm. a top five pick and it goes with my Justin Herbert take, right? Yeah. I think Justin Herbert is going to be great for fantasy. I think that means Austin Eckler comes down a little bit. And there's two reasons for that, right? It's touchdown regression and it's target regression. Uh, he had 127 targets last year. So much of that, I think came That's down to Herbert's ribs being injured. So he, you know, he wanted to get the ball out quickly and it, he was not going to risk getting hit. So it was just like, I'm going to just check this down. And then also Mike Williams and Keenan Allen were dealing with nagging injuries pretty much the whole year. Now I know you could say, well, he had 94 targets the year before that. He's still going to get a good amount of targets, but 127 is not in the books. And then also if you bring down the touchdowns with that, so like he scored over 18 touchdowns over the last two years. Only two quarters, two running backs in NFL history have scored 16 plus touchdowns in three straight seasons. I don't expect Austin Eckler to be the third running back to do that. So I do think a good amount of touchdown with the touchdown luck he's getting, that's going to go over the Herbert. So if his targets come down and his touchdowns come down, his top five overall draft pick is just too high for me. Great talent. He'll be, he'll be a good fantasy asset, just not top five in my mind. Okay, let's end this on a positive note because I've been having a lot of fun talking about this with you. Someone where every time you walk into a draft, because you probably do 10, uh, there, what is the player where you're going, I need to leave this draft with this player? It's getting harder and harder because I think the buzz is hyping him up and I did not want him to score a touchdown in this last preseason because I don't <laughs> want his price to go up any further. It's Jahan Dotson, the commander's mm. second-year wide receiver. I brought him up as a guy I would much rather take a risk on than Christian Watson, and he's going a good 
three rounds after him. So Dotson unfortunately dealt with a hamstring injury for the lot of last year, which kind of ruined his, you know, whole rookie season. He played just 12 games, but a lot of those, he came back. It was starting slow. He still scored 16 plus fantasy points in five games last season. That was tied for the second most such games among all rookies, all positions, which is very, very sad for Kenny Pickett. My boy, I'm a Steelers fan. It's very sad that Jahan Dotson had more such those games than Kenny Pickett. But it was behind only Offensive Rookie of the Year, Garrett Wilson, who had six such games. He played 17 games. So again, Dotson at five, only one game behind him. And I'm a huge Sam Howell believer. I think there's, I don't understand why he fell in the NFL draft that far. I think he has a great arm. I think he has mobility to escape the pressure. And clearly he really likes Dotson, right? We saw it just in his one start last year. He had three receptions of 20 plus yards with Dotson in his one start last season. And then in the preseason game, he hits him for what a 26 yard receiving touchdown. I, I do not want to leave my drafts without him this year. Stay up to date all year on all things fantasy football by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Fantasy Football on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, why Aaron Rodgers will lead the Jets to a division title this year. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Aaron Rodgers has dominated the NFL offseason with his move to New York. Locked On NFL hosts Tony Wiggins and James Rapine see similarities to when Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay and believed the Jets will enjoy similar success. Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets will win the AFC East. There you go. And and so we break it now because that's not who won it last year, right? So this is the first team that we're going to choose. I think they're going to do it, man. I, I just – there's something about – I always kind of watch out for the all-star team approach because, you know, they just signed Dalvin Smith, also, Dalvin Cook also – but the thing about it is these guys have really, really embraced Aaron, which says a lot about how they felt about their quarterback last year, who, who, by the way, he played really well in the first preseason game, uh, Zach Wilson. But I, I do believe this is about a rejuvenated Aaron Rodgers, guys that have bought in. He came in. They, It almost feels like uh, the Gronk, I mean, the uh, the Brady situation down in Tampa where everybody's all in with it. They, you know, they've ingratiated him into the team. He's accepted it. He looks like he's having a good time. I, I actually think the Jets are going to make a lot of noise this year. Whew. See, here's the problem. When I set you up and say, Tony, you go ahead. Is you read my notes. <laughs> you, you clearly read my notes. You must have flown up to Cincinnati from Jacksonville. Yeah, of course. Came into my office, stole my notes, and no, none of the cameras picked you up. None of the security system. Did, man, you're just elusive. Tony Wiggins, he's slippery. Because... I look at this Jets team. They added Dalvin Cook. I like Garrett Wilson a lot. I look at the Buffalo Bills, and yes, you could sell me on Dalton Kincaid. I think Stephon Diggs, unhappy. Josh Allen, could they take a step back? Maybe, and here's why. 
because Aaron Rodgers is clearly motivated to do what Brady did in Tampa Bay yes. with the Jets. Here's the difference. Tom Brady played in a weak division in an NFC that really only had the Packers to contend with. Coincidentally, Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady went into Lambeau Field and beat Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field and then beat Patrick Mahomes to win the Super Bowl. This AFC is not that, where the Jets are probably the third most talented team in their own division, never mind being behind teams like the Chiefs, the Bengals, you could make the case, the Chargers, the Browns even. If Deshaun Watson returns to his old form at the quarterback position, that's a really, really good roster. And guess what? The one thing that could sink this team is the one huge weakness that it has, the offensive line. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers drafted Tristan Wirfs and solidified that offensive line. He became an all-pro as a rookie. And if they don't do that, they don't win the Super Bowl. Right now, Aaron Rodgers is running for his life in joint practices against, coincidentally, the Buccaneers. And the offensive line has been such a problem. Robert Sala did a monologue about it on Hard Knocks the other day. This team has some talent. And it is, in a lot of ways, similar to that 2020 team that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers beat. That elite receiver, some nice complimentary pieces, deep backfield. The defense is theoretically better, but they were also one of the healthiest defenses in the league last year. That's really important. But that Packers team had a really good offensive line. Until they didn't. Until David Bakhtiari tore his ACL. And that ultimately cost the Packers two real chances at Super Bowls in 20 and 21. When the offensive line play hasn't been good over the last few years with Aaron Rodgers, his play has suffered greatly. And if they can't protect Rodgers, and right now it does not look like they're going to be able to do it against the best defenses in the league, they have no chance. And finally, Venus Williams will be playing in her 24th U.S. Open when the tournament gets underway later this month after receiving a wild card from the United States Tennis Association on Wednesday. The 43-year-old Williams returned to competition earlier this summer after being sidelined for six months with injuries. She recorded her first top 20 win in four years on Monday. The former number one made her debut in New York in 1997 and reached the final. She has won singles titles twice in 2000 and 2001 and has reached the quarterfinals or better on 12 occasions, most recently with a semifinal appearance in 2017. Not that long ago. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, are we sleeping on the Buffalo Bills? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.